Welcome to a more complete clean with Abmore. These masterclass podcast series are here to train and to provide you with quick tips for the cleaning industry. We welcome your suggestions. Please send your inquiries to marketingteam at abmore.com. Enjoy our podcast with Mike Watt, our Director of Training and New Product Development. Hey, hello folks. Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast. Um, I truly hope all is well with you and yours as we continue to navigate this unprecedented time in our world. Uh, the value of training, tangible and intangible. So that is the discussion that we are covering off here today. Hope you're open to that. Recently, I was involved in some training and a post-mortem of the event is to see if what you have delivered was of any value. Some of the participants might have the mindset that I've been doing this job for many years now and what more can I be trained on? It's a fair statement to make. And given that most training in our industry anyhow is mandated by management, some receiving the training might not be open to it as others or as open to it as others or uh, not open to it at all. So why do we give training in the first place? It is interesting to note that in most every profession, there is continual and ongoing training. If you think about it for a moment, training exists largely because things never stay the same. Let's look at a trade type industry and a science-based industry and use an electrician and a doctor or a surgeon. An electrician will go through a five-year apprentice program and after successful graduation will be a licensed electrician. What happens after the fifth year, which really would be the start of this new person's career? New technologies emerge all of the time. And if that new technology did not form part of that person's training and apprenticeship, they would be ill-equipped to either install or repair this new technology. As an anecdote, I once had a propane heater installed for a pool. The installer contacted the electrician because he was not licensed to do the electrical hookup. The licensed electrician was baffled at how to wire up the heater and called somebody with more experience. He was then told that a propane pool heater has a millivolt system, which does not require direct electrical wiring. So in the event actually of a power outage, the pool heater would still be uh, able to work so long as there was propane to supply it, uh, which is why they created millivolt heaters. He clearly could not charge us for the service call and the installer did tell him that it was a propane heater. So it was a lesson in knowledge and economics for this person. And that really is to illustrate the point of continual learning. In the case of the surgeon, Unfortunately, and another anecdote, years ago, I needed a procedure to actually put a stint into one of my arteries. Yep, it's um, uh, part of the family and uh, something that, uh, that we go through. At the hospital I was, uh, that I was at, I'd asked, is transradial, you know, through the wrist, how they were going to do the procedure? I did a lot of research on it. No, we use the femoral artery. We've been doing it for years and are most familiar and highly skilled with this method. Can't argue with that, right? But, okay, so no new training for the newest procedure, which many tout as less complications and as much e easier on the patient. 
My understanding is that the same hospital now is big into transradio. So clearly the learning happened or the competence which was preceded by the learning came to the hospital by way of surgeons with those skill sets. The point here is to illustrate that learning and being trained is lifelong, regardless of what industry you're in. Imagine a history teacher who stops learning after graduating teaching school. History is as close as one hour or one day ago, and history marches on. So to be an effective history teacher, continual learning is key. Effectively, what we are attempting to do in our industry um, you know, really is to train so that people are proficient in doing their work, not simply from a productivity perspective, which is important, but well beyond that. So we cover off ergonomics, failure avoidance, risk mitigation, customer experience perspectives, advancement, methodology expressed in why we do things in a certain way. You know, other intangibles would be to promote inclusion, voice, clarification, you know, so check in with understanding and industry benefit on new learnings. My favorite one of all times is how do you wash a wall and why? It is interesting to see that even though there are some with many years of experience, the knowledge might not have been imparted. My personal take on that is one of an industry failure. Certainly not where there's a new employee, new to the industry, you know, involved that we're talking, but certainly where you have somebody or someone who has been in the cleaning industry for a while, say even a year or two years, and no one from the industry has ever stepped up to share the principles of wall washing. Someone once said, a person cannot ask a question outside their circle of knowledge. Fair point. And that would apply to those who are fairly new to the industry. They don't know that they don't know. In training on diluting chemicals where there are no dispensers to do the work, it is not acceptable for some to say, I've never been good at math, and then let the person glug glug it out. If you add milk or cream to your coffee, you are diluting without even knowing it. So the challenge to the trainer is to figure out how to disseminate the information and visually always works best, as well as the participant physically doing the task. You know, somebody once said, repetition is the mother of all learning. So they need to do that to learn the necessary skill sets. The supreme intangible benefit is what actually happens to your brain when you learn new neurons and connections. That's the benefit. Each and every time we learn something new, our brain forms new connections and neurons and makes existing neural pathways stronger. Dendrites in your neurons get signals from other dendrites, and the signals travel along the axon, which connects them to other neurons and dendrites. Technical, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. So even though those who are participating in the training event are unaware of what is going on, meaning the intangible benefits, there are real physiological gains to be in a constant learning mode. 
Now, the audience is crucial, and here is a critical point. If you are giving training to people whose job it is to constantly be on the move, sitting them down in an office-type boardroom is a recipe for sleep, and I've seen this in almost every instructional class I've given, or maybe it's just me. To borrow from the earlier electrician analogy, near every electrician gains insight and knowledge from working with the tools. Agreed that there is a college component to what they do that deals with more technical aspects of the trade, things like blueprint reading, understanding the Canadian Electrical Code or the CEC for short form. But even that learning is hands-on instruction, more so than classroom lectures. The point to illustrate here is the cleaning profession is not much different from a learning perspective. Thoughtful consideration has to be given to how you teach and equally as important, where you teach. Let me take you back to the statement I made at the top of this podcast. So why do we train? Quite frankly, because we don't do enough of it and certain skill sets are being lost in our industry. Several years ago, when I was in the Janssen distribution world, we used to demo all the time. What I mean by that is our cars would be full of equipment and chemicals to take on most any form of demonstration. I don't see that as much anymore, and frankly, it is scarce. There are things that both the demonstrator and the demonstratee can learn and take away from a good productive demonstration session. I've taught more people how to run a swing machine during these floor demos that I've done than any other time, as an example. My personal concern is that there are many aspects uh, to our industry by way of skill sets that are being lost, as I mentioned. The origin of these podcasts that we're doing, this one included, are referred to as masterclass series and uh, one of the, is one of the principal reasons uh, that you know that we do them is really to share industry wisdom on matters that are not googleable. So, uh, which actually I think is googleable. <laughs> um, we chose to produce these sessions as a mechanism for training and passing along what what we call tribal knowledge. We don't use them as product endorsements. And you know, we would lose the purpose of the intent, which is to share correct principles of our trade, mitigate failure avoidance, and contribute to the continuing professionalism of our industry. We hope you feel the same about these podcasts as it relates to training, and hope in some way these principles are shared with others who you have influence for the good of our industry, the great people who are employed within it, and the ever-enduring stride to make buildings healthier for those stakeholders who use them. That's it for today, folks. On behalf of the leadership team and all of my great colleagues and the entire uh, Avmore team, we want to thank you for the time that you spent with us here today. Uh, keep fighting the good fight, folks. Please allow me to wish you a great day. Uh, please be safe out there, and hey, we'll talk with you again real soon. All the best. Stay tuned for our next Masterclass podcast series for a more complete clean with Avmore. Be sure to subscribe to our social media channels for the latest updates and training videos on YouTube.